Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Supermarket Produce Putter-Outer. Mr. Supermarket Produce Putter-Outer. You have perhaps the greatest job known to man, squeezing giant melons all day long. Love those squishy melons. When women come in looking for squash, you say... Perhaps I can interest you in my giant zucchini. That ain't no zucchini. Day in and day out, women step on your grapes. And you don't even flinch. Is that a banana in your pocket? No, it's a plantain. So crack open a nice cold Bud Light, oh king of the kumquats. Because if one guy has to bundle our plums, we're glad it's you. Mr. Supermarket Produce Peter Bud Light Beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. Hello and welcome to week four of the RBFFL, our fantasy football league. This week uh, we had the progression of a couple of teams. It's a tight race though, uh, as it always is these days. This is uh, four weeks in, um, 14 week season. Obviously we get the extra game this week, this year, sorry. So um, just over, just under a third of the way through. So lots of room for improvement, but we're going to jump right in. And this week we're going to start with uh, what was a tight game that in the end, the Frio Finns, 98, defeated the Tasmanian Devils, 84. For the Frio Finns, Murray had 23. Uh, Carson had uh, three. Jefferson, one of his better games of the season, had 17. Callaway had seven. Thomas didn't score and maybe injured. Barkley, that was uh, quite a performance that included some great points at overtime, 33. Phelan was a little quiet. I had four special teams, had 11. On the bench, McKissick had 14. Great performance in overtime for him too. And that's about all. So the Frio Finns notch a win. Uh, over the Devils. The Devils, Wilson had 21. Uh, Eklat had 33 on Monday night. Was very, very good. Evans had seven. Williams was a little uh, disappointing. Fant was good with 13. Has been good this year. Chase had seven. Myers had eight. Unfortunately, special teams went in the negative. Had negative six. Probably a note to self. Uh, don't play your defense when it's up against the Cardinals. On the bench, Carter had nine, which is nice for the rookie. Murray had 11. AJ Green had 18. Renfro had 13. So there are some options for the Devils this week, though. Wasn't enough. In the next matchup, big scoring matchup. 
The Christines is 144, defeated the Wipeouts, 128. This was a big game. An important one, too. Hurts had 30. He's been very good, surprisingly good, using his feet a lot, passed a lot. Edwards Alaire bounced back, 25 this week. Cooper had 15. Cup was a little quieter, didn't matter. He had six. Pitts had five. Not great, but uh, definitely serviceable. Edmonds had 18. Can that last? Corey Davis had 31. I'm not sure whether that can, but it might. Special teams had 14. On the bench, Connor had 18 with a couple of touchdowns. Pittman had five. Henry had 12. So some options for the rebuilding, maybe beyond the rebuilding, Costanza's now, um, after having a couple of high draft picks and uh, obviously a lot of cash at draft night, which they spent very wisely. For the wipeouts, a disappointing loss, especially when you scored with points. 23 for Jackson. Jones was a little quieter than usual with five. Um, he was just not needed. They had this game well and truly in hand. Six for Hopkins, who's been a little quiet this season. McLaurin bounced back with 35. Godat, 14. That was good. Marquise Brown finally caught a touchdown. Or finally caught the football, 21. Woods had 13. Uh, first time he's actually outperformed Cuff. Uh, which is good to see. And special teams had 11 on the bench. I don't normally talk about quarterbacks, but uh, there's three of them on this team that are now scoring some points with Burrow, Jones, and Lance. Jones is very surprising, it's been good. Dylan had nine. Uh, he's gonna continue to score pretty well. Nothing else to report. So the Costanzas with a very important win over the wipeouts. The Queens. Undefeated, 129, easily defeated the Mudcats, 79 for the Queens. They keep racking up 100 plus points, even with Brady having a quiet game with just 10. Henry had 28, to beat a machine. Robinson had his best game in a little while, certainly not to what we expect, but he's coming good. He had 634 for DJ Moore, who's been really good with Sam Darnold. 21 for Knox. Uh, one of his best games, not sure whether that's a reliable uh, source, but who cares? Swift had four, Cooks had four. Special teams continue to perform. 22 for special teams, very nice. On the bench, Henderson had 10, Moss had 12. Cordell Patterson had 41, not used. Nothing else to report. For the Mudcats, 79's not going to do it. Eight for Cousins. Yeah. Eight for Cousins is pretty much what you can expect after a big Cousins performance. At least Kamara bounced back with 17. Jones had two. Godwin had five. He's been a little disappointing this year so far. Waller was pretty good with 14. Montgomery was very good, 27, but it looks like now he's going to be out for a while. Ayuk only had one. Special teams, uh, five in total. So on the bench, really, uh, Deontay Johnson, it's hard to put in, but he was amazing, 21. And Smith was swapped out, and he was a pretty good with 17. He had Schultz with 14. And the Bills were exceptional. So that was the Queens defeating the Mudcat. Next game up was the Hamsters, 137, convincingly defeating the Dockers, 72. Good score for the Hamsters, 27 for Heineke. That was a good call. Don't know if it's uh, it's gonna continue, but hey, 
get the calls right, get the calls right. 12 for Mixon. Diggs bounced back with 16. Debo Samuel was a beast with 44. Higby had three. Probably expect more from him and he will do better. Harris had 14. Sutton had four and special teams had 17. On the bench, well, Zach was good. Dak was good too. So Dak could easily go in um, whenever needed. Fournette with 13 was good. Johnson with 11 for the Saints was pretty good too. So, the Hamsters, 137, defeated the Dockers, 72. For the Dockers, 17 Allen, which wasn't too bad. 25 for Elliot. Elliot's, Elliot's been better than uh, I think most people would have expected. So there's rewards there. Here's where there's kind of a little uh, problem. Beckham, two. Fuller is on IR. I don't think he'll play for a while. Tony didn't score. He's been very, very disappointing from a fantasy perspective. He's had to stay in and block more. Obviously, the offensive line for the Packers has got some injuries, and they will get better from an injury perspective in the coming weeks. Sanders disappointing as well. He had four. Watkins had four. Special teams had 20, which was a big contributor. On the bench, Gainwell was actually better. He had 14. And... Really, you know, Raymond, you can't really expect much from Detroit. Third string wideouts, he had 22. Gazeki had 14. He might be an option for Tonya. But the Dockers need to do something, and they need to do something pretty quick because they're losing with low scores. Hamsters over the Dockers. The Cows, 143. Big performance, beating, well, very convincingly beating the Maulers, 68. Surprisingly low score. For the Cows, Rogers, 23, he's always pretty good at home. Davis with 11, best score for the year. Tyreek, 53. Yep, that's 53. Eight for Ridley. Hawkinson had four. Crowder with 15, very nice performance by Crowder. Jackson didn't score, didn't matter. Special teams, just a lazy 29. Darnold had 30, which, um, which was a great score, and he continues to be pretty good. Devontae Parker had 16, 143, great score for the Cows. For the Maulers, Herbert had 20, Chubb had 15, and that basically was a portion, the biggest portion of their of their score. Two to Lockett, one to Lamb, six to Andrews. Robbie Anderson being disappointing at four. Jefferson had 18, that was a nice little put-in. Special teams had two, for the Chiefs getting pretty well touched up. On the bench, Hobb had 24, but I don't think you can expect that too often, and Cook had 16. So interesting to look at from a potential bench substitution for the Maulers, but they went down to the Cows, 143 to 68. In the final matchup, Crabs 102 defeated the Budgies 89. It was a close one that I thought would be a little closer on the Monday night for the Crabs. And the usual suspects, 31 for Mahomes. Gibson did pretty well with 13. Adams was a little quiet this week, he had six. 15 to Metcalf. Kelsey was quiet with two. Hunt did a good job with 13. So too with Boyd with 16. Special teams had six. It's a bit of a black hole for the crabs, but that's potentially fixable. Nothing to report on the bench, which is probably a sign of 
such a top-heavy team that's got so much money invested in very few players at this point, but they're going to roll the dice. For the Budgies, got close. Stafford had 17. 22 for Taylor, that was very encouraging. Uh, Sanders had seven. Allen, that's where I thought that maybe the Budgies might get over the top of the Crabs, but they didn't. Allen had three. Kittle had four, he's been pretty disappointing this year. Robinson, it was good, uh, bounced back. He had 19, six for Brown. Special teams had 11 on the bench. Golladay had 16, Mooney had 18, Charlotte had 10. So there were some options on the bench, but this week just fell short. So they had the games, Crabs over the Budgies was the last one that we reported on. So let's go to the standings. Still two undefeated teams. Clearly the number one ranked team at the moment is the Queens, last year's runner-up. They're on the revenge tour. 4-0, <coughs> scored a massive 517 points so far this year. They have had a pretty low points against, but they're well and truly in control of that division. The Maulers are 1-3 with the wipeouts. They're going to have to start doing some serious winning if they uh, plan on making the playoffs. In the South, the Cows and the Finns are both 2-2. Two and two. Uh, on top of that division, Dockers are one and three. The other undefeated team is the Crabs, three zero oh, and one. Obviously, the tie. Uh, they're pushing on five hundred points for. The Costanzas are only a half game back in this division, and they lead up the first wildcard spot. They're three and one. They've scored five hundred seventeen points, which is pretty good going. That is for sure. Mudcats are one and three. In the West, the Hamsters, that was a very good win this week. They are 2-2 two and two, with the Devils, who are 2-2. Two and two. And the Budgies are a half game back, 1-2-1, one, and one, which is really, really uh, a tight division. And that's going to go down to the wide, that division. Often does. Seems like it will again. Uh, it's going to be a fun back half of the season. So just the only thing that I wanted to uh, maybe bring up, something that I've got in another league that's kind of interesting is that for the quarterback position, we score the quarterback to one. In fact, we score the quarterback to two decimal places. And uh, you can do that via the yardage in the accumulated yardage between the bonus points. So for example, we do 25 yards to get every bonus point or every point you can actually put in the 24 points that lead up to that as a 0.24. The reason why I'm saying this is that it then almost, almost certainly eliminates the prospect of a tie. Now, some of us, all of us pretty much have been involved in a tie over the course of the, you know how long we've been doing this for, which seems like forever, which technically probably just about is. And... I don't think there's any benefit in a tie. Um, I just think that it's much cleaner when we have wins and losses. So it kind of doesn't hurt or hinder. It's a half game. I don't think there's any point in it. So it's just another thing I think we need to discuss as we go into the discussion about scoring. And again, it's uh, nothing we have to decide straight away. It's just something that I think that 
is worth considering. So we don't have the ties. I think the ties don't serve any legitimate purpose except just the, to annoy the two teams that were involved in the tie. So anyway, we'll park that for a second. I'm going to go to the matchups this week. There are always some good ones. Uh, and the first one I'm going to talk about is uh, potentially a, a, a belter, which is the Crabs are up against the Wipeouts. And the Wipeouts are actually uh, going through uh, a bit of a tough part of their schedule. So Crabs play the Wipeouts. Obviously, the Wipeouts very, very... Um, eager to win that one. The Mudcats play the Cows. You would say on paper the Cows have a pretty good advantage there, which is good. The Maulers play the Finns. That's going to be a really important result for the for, for the future matchups and where we land everything. And the Hamsters play the Devils, which will be a bit of a tiebreaker in that division. The Queens against the Costanzas. Uh, that's going to be a really, really good matchup and there's so much rivalry there. And finally, the Dockers and the Budgies rounded up. So that's it for this week. I hope you have a great week and um, good luck to everybody. And bye for now. Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Supermarket Produce Putter-Outer. Mr. Supermarket Produce Putter-Outer. You have perhaps the greatest job known to man, squeezing giant melons all day long. Love those squishy melons. When women come in looking for squash... You say, perhaps I can interest you in my giant zucchini. That ain't no zucchini. Day in and day out, women step on your grapes. And you don't even flinch. Oh. Is that a banana in your pocket? No, it's a plantain. Mooey, mooey, grande. So crack open a nice cold Bud Light, oh king of the kumquats. Because if one guy has to fondle our plums, we're glad it's you. Mr. Supermarket Produce Bud Light Beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri.